One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And I, halfway through that intro, I thought, oh, this sounds too zany. If I am tuning in for the first time and it sounds like too wacky and zany, I'm out. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast, is what it really should sound like, right? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, we get zany at the end. But anyway, I'll stop being zany and get to what we're here for, which is for Sadie to talk to us about some murder. Let's do it. We are going to talk about the murder of Amanda Buckley. Okay. In the summer of 2007, 18-year-old Amanda Buckley had just graduated high school and had so much to look forward to. She was your typical all-American girl, but better than most. She was kind, funny, and very talented. She started playing softball at a young age, and it quickly became her life. She played travel ball, which required all of her time in the summer. She was so good that she received a full athletic and academic scholarship to St. Leo University. I hate this one already, like, big time. You're going to hate this one big time. Buckle up. Her plan was to start college that fall. Amanda was an only child, born on August 19th, 1989. face off. 10 years younger, 10 years to the day after I was born. I know. Oh, she's a Leo, us and Bill Clinton. Yep. Same birthday. Yeah. She was born to her parents, Tori and Barbara. She was raised in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and was surrounded by friends. She loved to make everyone laugh and was known for her, quote, forthright brazen questions. Yep, girl. Yep. They said that a lot of times she would ask these, like, really kind of biting questions and it would make people equal parts uncomfortable and laugh you know like one of those types <laughs> where she just was like let's get to the bottom of this <laughs> i Listen, picture her at like family functions or you know <laughs> grandma don't be racist <laughs> i don't know that that's you know i'm just guessing well i there's nothing i hate more than small talk and it's that's what it makes me think of. Yes. Like I just like let's yep. just talk Gets about what matters. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. She also loved animals, especially her two dogs, Kalua and Timmy. Cute. 
A friend remembers Amanda calling her on the night of their high school softball banquet. Amanda was on her way but needed her friend to tell their coach that she was going to be late. She had stopped to save a turtle in the middle of the road. Oh my god, I and, love uh, her. She's an angel. Once Amanda secured her scholarship for college, she asked her new college coach if it would be okay for her to take time off that summer. He told her to, quote, go out and have fun, do what you want, just have a good summer. Amanda decided to do just that. She played a few softball games as a guest player when needed, but decided to relax and have fun before starting college. She did it. Good. Earlier in the year, Amanda met an older man, 26-year-old Jason Schoenfeld. They had a few mutual friends. Amanda thought of him as a big brother, someone she could rely on for help. Mm. According to Amanda's friends, there was no romantic attraction on her end. He was just someone she felt like she could go to for help. During the summer, Amanda and her close friend, Caitlin, would go to Shenfield's apartment. Caitlin would later say that Shenfield was unpredictable, happy one minute and then suddenly flying into a rage at something small. Oh, no. She remembers one time he completely lost it when he couldn't find one of his shoes. I mean, it is annoying. Socks. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I hate smashed socks. out every window in my house the, the other day because I'm just kidding, but <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Why <laughs> they yeah. He would often do drugs while the girls were there, and he made Caitlin feel very uncomfortable. She didn't like spending time with him. I don't blame her. Nope. On July 16th, 2007, Amanda told her parents that she was going on a trip with her new friend, Shenfield. His parents would be joining them, and she reassured her parents that Shenfeld was just a friend. So this 26-year-old, she's going on a trip with him and his parents? Yep. Okay. And guess what? He lives with his parents. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The details were minimal, and her parents hadn't met Shenfeld before, but Amanda was now an adult, getting ready to go to college, so they didn't try to stop her. Uh-huh. A few days later, on July 19th, Schenfeld's parents noticed he seemed nervous and was locking his bedroom door every time he left his room. Oh, no, no, no. His mom had asked him a few times to give her all of the sheets to wash. He'd only given her part of the set. Can we just take a minute and talk about a 26-year-old man living with his parents and his mom is doing his laundry? Yeah, listen, it's a new way millennials live with their parents. It's great, great intergenerational fucking stuff great all for it but do your own laundry laundry. yes be a big be a big boy yep although i really don't want to do my own laundry (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure if i still lived with our parents i would be fine to let my mom do my laundry yeah so i take it back fucking milk that shit for as long as you can because you know what doing your own laundry sucks (laughs) but be capable of it at the very least so you don't yes. make your wife do it or partner do Whoever. it later yeah yes when he left the house later that day Shenfeld's father john broke into his son's room to get the sheets <laughs> they really wanted this whole set <laughs> i don't i actually got in a fight with laura today about sheets not being complete so uh, you get it this story is really speaking to me <laughs> It's not making it about me, but it is a yeah. little, it's lining up a little too well. <laughs> With your life. Mm-hmm. It was then he saw why Shenfeld had been acting so strange. Ugh. 
Shoved into Shenfield's bedroom closet, stuffed among his sheets and clothing, was Amanda's body. Oh, no, 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 no. Rather than call the police right away, he waited for his son to come home and asked what had happened. Oh, God. Shenfeld said Amanda had overdosed on drugs and he didn't know what to do with her body, so he hid her in the closet. Mm-mm. Did they call 911 then? Yes, right away. Nope. Everything was cool. Nope. Instead, John, who's the dad, and his brother, so Shenfeld's uncle, drove to the home of Brian Gabriel, who was an attorney who had represented Shenfeld previously. Uh, uh, the fact that they've got an attorney just right all lined up for him. They told the lawyer what had happened, and then the three drove to Shenfield's residence. Finally, at 10 p.m. that night, John called 911, because God forbid that Jason take any responsibility for this whatsoever. Seriously? But his father calls 911, and I'm going to play the call for you now. Oh, no. 911 emergency. Can you please prepare medic? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, I want to report a drug overdose. A drug? Who had a drug overdose? Pardon? Who had a drug overdose? Oh, this girl. I'm... Okay, is she there with you? Yeah, she's in, in my son's room. Okay, let me. Where are you? Okay, we're at Ardell Drive, uh, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, three three four one zero. I feel, you 
I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm we're, we're going to send some people over there to help you out. We'll be right there. Okay. Just make sure the doors are locked. Joe, this is water, Waterway Manor, formerly uh, Yes, it is. That's right. It's off of Palmwood. All right. And is this a uh, house or an apartment? No, it's a house. All right. It's a second. Yeah. All right, sir. We'll be right there. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, that guy can go fuck himself. Yeah. First of all, first place award goes to him for sounding like a fucking cartoon of a chipmunk or like a woodchuck mm-hmm. who makes clocks. Yes. Do you know what I yes. mean? Like that. My life is ruined. Spectacles. Yeah. I wear overalls. It's not about you, dude. I just, I can't, I don't. Oh, God. This young woman's life is completely ruined, and... Oh, God. Yep. You, you get it. Yep. It's, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Yep. When police arrived on the scene, they found Amanda's body still in the closet, but it was clear right away that Shenfield's story was totally bogus. Oh, big fucking surprise there. Amanda had duct tape in her hair, and it was clear that she had been beat about the head. Mm. Detectives found a garbage bag filled with duct tape and rope at the scene. They also found drug paraphernalia and porn tapes depicting women being choked. <laughs> An autopsy would later show that Amanda had been viciously attacked. She suffered multiple blows to her head and hemorrhaging around her neck. She had been brutally raped. They found significant damage to her body. Oh, no. Her cause of death was ligature strangulation. Shenfield was arrested at the scene and was charged with first-degree murder, sexual battery, and false imprisonment. When looking into Shenfield's past, it turns out that he had a criminal record with multiple charges, including assaulting women. Please don't tell me he's one of... I mean, you just did, but I can't... Yep. (laughs) Why? Yep, he's totally one of those that does it over and over and over and gets away with it. Son of a bitch. On February 11th, 2002, Janet Welker was driving home at 11.30pm when she noticed an SUV was following her. When she pulled into her driveway, the SUV blocked her in. When Janet stepped out of her car, the man, who she described as, quote, sweaty with small pupils, told her nicely that he knew her neighbor. Quote, next thing I knew, he was beating me over the head with a cell phone, saying it was a gun, she said. Mm. She nearly lost consciousness during the attack. The man took her purse and then fled, but only got away with $13. Shenfeld was later identified as the perpetrator. He pled guilty to robbery and was placed on drug offender probation for five years. (laughs) I know. Like, how does that even relate? Mm -hmm. Well, the sweaty small pupils, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Still. A few months later, John and Diane Shenfeld, who was Jason's parents, wrote a letter for their son's court file describing his problems as a child. You ready for this? No, he, I can't wait. His pants were too tight. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are they going to say? He's right. He's left-handed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shenfeld was diagnosed with hemophilia when he was young, and he never wanted his parents to tell anyone about his condition. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. As a seventh grader, he was kicked out of school for behavior problems, and he started smoking marijuana soon after. He hung out with a rough crowd in high school, and his drug abuse grew worse. In the letter to the court, Shenfeld's parents wrote, quote, It took us a long time to realize that it wasn't his genetics, but that 
but that it was Xanax. Wait, that he <laughs> that he accidentally took Xanax and that that just made him a bad person. <laughs> no, he was abusing the Xanax. But I mean, yes. if and it wasn't the genetics, then it was just accidental Xanax right. intake. Yeah, right. Yes, because otherwise he wouldn't have taken Xanax because his genetics were perfect, so he right. wouldn't have been predisposed to drug abuse. Right. Then he wasn't so a bad person because of his genetics. He was a bad person because of the Xanax. <sighs> because of accidental Xanax. It happens, mm-hmm. man. Whoa. Just falls so right relaxed. I'm so relaxed. I better go beat a woman about the head. I better go rob somebody. Yeah. <clears throat> when Shenfield was 18, he called the police on his parents on Christmas Eve. He told the responding officers that he was afraid to stay at home. He didn't want to get in a fight with his father. Shenfeld was mad at his dad, who wouldn't allow his, quote, drug friends in his house. If either of your boys ever pull shit like that, I'm going to back over them with a car and just pin them down. <laughs> like, I'm not going to kill them, but I'm just going to pin them down with a car and not make them very uncomfortable. I just, yeah. God, I know. people, raise your children to not be drug-abusing, excuse-making man-babies. Yep. But mom told me about hemophilia in seventh grade, so I had to beat that. Like, what the, what? I know, I know. <laughs> Two years after his first felony arrest, Shenfeld's parents wrote another letter thanking a judge and the drug program he was in for helping Shenfeld turn his life around. They said that Shenfeld was in the second year of an electrical apprenticeship at Palm Beach County Community College and had a healthy relationship with both them and a girlfriend. I roll mm, big time. It gets worse. They described their son's simple, wholesome existence, which included living on his own, cutting his grass, caring for his dog, and maintaining a fish pond. <laughs> <laughs> hate this guy. I'm picking him up over my fucking head and carrying him around like, what? Give me a c- congratulations. Um, you're just real. You're a real you good guy. You're the hero. Upstanding. Look how that far the, you've come. So, so white, right? Yeah. So oh my God. fucking white. Just like. So much so. Oh no, he is a good person. Mm-hmm. Here is one thing that he can do. Mm-hmm. So, yep. judge. Yeah. He should be forgiven. Do you see you know how what? handsome right. he is? And how You're wealthy right. we are. Judge. You're right. Yeah. Can but maintain... can he do anything? Yo, he, wait. He no, no. A... He, can, he can maintain a fish pond. He can do a lot. C- for those case folks. dismissed. Yeah. Case dismissed. Oh, there's 42 women shivering in the corner, traumatized, mm-hmm. fucking their lives are... But no. what, how are how are his fish pond skills? Mm, pretty good. Can he, has he cut the grass lately? Yeah, he kept those goldfish alive for like 10 years. <laughs> Quote, Jason has shared with us that when he drives to work, he doesn't listen to the radio, but instead uses the time as his quiet time to reflect on his day, they wrote. He told us he had an epiphany and that he knows he has a meaningful purpose in life. I'm going to fucking vomit. Yep. In parentheses, I wrote gag, 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 gag. I'm, that's seriously rising up. I'm holding yep. down the fury mixed with my own human vomit because give me a, oh my God. Yeah, man. It's, it's fucking disgusting. It's criminal. It's actually, I mean, it's just like nobody else gets away with that shit. Nobody else gets away with that shit. Black people, women, you don't get to have a fucking car epiphany and maintain a fish pond and get away with actual murder and no. rape and abuse no. and fucking robbery no. and everything else. No. 
gets worse. You can't do anything. You just you just get accused of it. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to do anything, let alone fucking maintain a fish pond, and your ass goes to jail for. You don't get speedy. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it, I know. So eight months before Amanda Buckley was murdered, Jason Shenfield had been arrested again. Of course he had. This time for a much more sinister crime that more closely resembled what happened to Amanda. In November of 2006, two women ages 18 and 19 accused Shenfield of rape. This is a trigger warning, you guys, for rape. They said he had forced them to perform a variety of sex acts, both on him and on each other. According to the women, they had been drinking rum with Shenfield at his home. They passed out and later awoke to him naked, dragging them into his bedroom. Mm. He was carrying a knife with a foot-long blade, tightened a belt around one woman's neck, and then threatened to sick his pit bull on them if they resisted. What a son of a bitch. He then bound them with his duct tape. These two women knew Amanda Buckley. They ran in the same groups. Investigators saw tape residue on each woman's wrist. One had several scratches on her wrist and on the back of her hands. Detectives also saw that she had a cut on her right foot between the small, her smallest toe and the adjoining toe. So mm-hmm. like right there in that really sensitive. Yes. No, thank you. The other woman had scratches and marks around her neck. They arrested Shenfeld and charged him with armed sexual battery and false imprisonment. He was on probation for attacking and robbing Janet at the time of his arrest, so he sat in jail for two months. But then prosecutors decided not to file charges, saying the allegations could not be proved beyond a reasonable doubt. I, why, why? Quote, there were direct contradictions in testimony and evidence that simply would not support a direct prosecution, state attorney spokesman Michael Edmondson said. How do you fucking figure? Mm Mm-hmm. Quote, a judge simply would have dismissed the case completely. But detectives said that the two girls, kept apart at the hospital and interviewed separately, gave, quote, very consistent accounts of the incident and order of occurrence. Detectives believed it was a strong case. I'm just going to start punching and walking and whatever I punch, I just punch it yep. right now. It's a good punch walk. Let's punch it out. <laughs> yes. Want to join me on a punch walk? Mm -hmm. What else do you do with that information? It turns out Palm Beach County State Attorney Barry Krischer, who was the one that made this call, has a history of handling similar cases of sexual assault by judging the choices of the victims over the actions of the suspect. Oh, good, because I wasn't already just absolutely fucking brimming with rage. Right, well, buckle up, girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go on a rage ride. When the cases involved girls who were sexually active, drinking alcohol or using drugs, skipping school, out late at night, the charges were almost always dropped. Gah! No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. God, people. Yep. Uh, so can you think of a very relevant case in Palm Beach County, Florida? Rich, really, really filthy rich old guy. Epstein. Yes. I only knew because yes. Filthy Rich. I didn't know he was from Palm Beach, but... I, mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yep. Predator. The Predator. The. The. The Predator. After attorneys for Jeffrey Epstein, who was over 50 at the time, told prosecutors, Krischer being one of them, that some of the five teenagers he allegedly molested had chatted on MySpace about drinking and smoking marijuana, the state's attorney's office took the unusual step 
of referring the case to a grand jury instead of charging Epstein so that he would face a trial. Um, is Krischer in prison? No. Is he shamed? Can he, no. Is he impotent? Probably. Okay, that's something. In that case, evidence taken from Epstein's home showed that he knew from a high school transcript and class schedules that these girls were underage. Oh my god. Krischer let Epstein plead guilty to a felony aggravated assault and serve no jail time. Oh! He has so much blood on his hands. How? How? Palm Beach police were so angry at this decision, they took Epstein's case to the FBI. Well, good. That's something. We all know how it ended. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) By the FBI killing him in prison. Mm -hmm. Or somebody. Secret Blackwater. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The teen's, quote, promiscuity also factored into Krischer's refusal to pursue cases involving men who impregnated underage girls. Oh, my God. In another case, it took at least two additional accusations before the office charged Brian Joseph Taylor, who is the former athletic director of Pope John Paul II High School in Boca Raton, with a single count of unlawful sexual activity with a minor. Oh, my God. Taylor was accused of grooming one of his students, who was a player on the basketball team he coached. After his victim reluctantly came forward, police submitted the report to the state attorney's office, who initially did not file charges against Taylor. Quote, Based on the evidence presented and the wishes of the alleged victim, the state shall not file criminal charges at this time. Oh my God. The victim's mother said it took her daughter a while to decide to come forward, but once she did, she was ready to press charges against her former coach. Mm. A friend who was close to the victim said that she was demoralized after she went to police and doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Of course she was. Of course she was. Yeah. Even though she continued to have flashbacks and was extremely upset by a recent chance meeting with Taylor. I can't. I know. Quote, she said all the pain wasn't worth it. She was the only one to say anything, and the girls were calling her a liar, said the friend. Now we both just want it to go away. This allowed Taylor to continue to groom and assault more victims. It wasn't until more victims came forward that he was charged with any crimes, and even then, the charge brought against him was nothing more than a slap on the wrist. Why is this happening to the world? I know. Grown man in a position of power at a school. Oh my god. Oh and because God. the girls were like 15, 16, 17, and they found it flattering, and because oh grooming apparently isn't a thing, he was taking, he was, he was doing sex acts with them in his office at school. Oh my God. I can't. I know. I know. How many sex acts has Krischer done with underage women and... All of them. rape and everything yes. just unlimited right right and he's yeah how much money has he received from oh yeah these rich yes assholes yes was he the treasurer of epstein's fucking sex ring a hundred percent fuck him yep these decisions not only treat victims as though they deserved what they got they allowed suspects to offend again mm. by refusing to charge shenfield in november Krischer joined Shenfield's parents in enabling his increasingly violent behavior, quote, from thug to thief to alleged rapist and killer. Yes, absolutely. So knowing this history, Amanda's parents were nervous about going to trial, and rightfully so. Mm. As soon as the story of Amanda's murder broke, the victim blaming began. (laughs) 
No. I don't have any more punch walks in me. We're going to have to take one more. I don't have any more rage vomits in me either. In his first public statement to the media, Amanda's father, Tori, wrote an email titled, quote, in all caps, victims are not to blame. He goes on to say, quote, to those who go out of their way to spread rumors and stories or in other ways speak ill of the dead, you do a great disservice to all victims. It would seem that these types of people would put right in under the management and power at the state attorney's office. Mm. Boom. <laughs> Seriously. And I looked through the newspaper archives on her story, and it was shocking. Oh, please. This was 2007? Yes. <laughs> and just, like, entire half-page editorials about how, it, oh, God, Courtney, there was one was like, I'm a father, and this is why we treat our our daughter's boyfriends like we do, because... When our daughters make poor choices, the men have to stand up and do the right thing. And Are you this, I mean, it was me. you're kidding, disgusting. Me. This is why we tell you you can't go out and have fun because you aren't to be trusted with oh your behavior. I mean, it was God. I mean, like full on blaming Amanda, victim blaming, misogyny. Oh my God! I, I was like, oh, lighting my computer on fire. I just, yeah. this is not no. okay. No. Nope. No. It's the exact opposite of okay. Yep. It became clear early on that the defense strategy would be to blame Amanda and paint a picture of, quote, consensual rough sex gone bad. I just cannot do it. When the toxicology report came back showing Amanda had a trace amount of, uh, quote, cocktail of drugs, which included Xanax and cocaine in her system at the time of her death, prosecutors worried this would muddy the image of Amanda and make a guilty verdict harder to obtain in what they hoped would be a death penalty case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yep. guess what? He if put him in there. Well, and it doesn't matter if a girl goes and does drugs and... Yeah is with a dude and he rapes her and murders her it is not her fault she should nope. be able to do drugs if she yes. chooses to yes and go home the next day with a terrible hangover that yep. should be her punishment yep. that is all that's a good point it's a very good point so i don't i mean i don't know you can Nobody restrict knows. her doesn't access matter. to excedrin the next day if you really want to yeah but you, you can can't. just let her learn those life lessons and then go to college oh god i know before going to trial for murder shenfield was brought before a judge for violating his probation so he was still on probation for the attack on janet right right he was on probation at the time of amanda's murder and the judge found the evidence linking shenfield to amanda's death was a violation of his probation oh yeah you think right so he hadn't been accused of murder but all of the things or no, he had been accused. He hadn't been convicted yet. Right, right. Um, but still, all the evidence that pointed to him killing Amanda was enough to be a violation of his probation. Mm-hmm. So she sentenced him to 15 years in prison. Uh, there's a lot of appeals on that decision. Wait, the- at, wait, because of Janet stuff? Yeah, just because. Oh, okay, he, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, well, "Are we wrapping this up really fast?" And really <laughs> no, 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 up no, way? no, 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 no. Okay, no. got it, got it. Yeah, so that she just said, "Okay, you violated your probation. You get fifteen right. years because of that." Starting here well, as we Janet. wait. Yes, yeah, as okay. we wait for trial Woo! for Amanda to begin. Sorry, no, I'm not ending <laughs> the story. 
But when I was looking around, there's these court appeals. He appealed this decision because it was, in his mind, too long. It shouldn't have been 15 years when he was only uh, sentenced to five or whatever, blah, blah, blah. his parents... (laughs) told other people that he had hemophilia. Oh, I feel really sorry for him. He, that should have been taken into consideration. It's true. You're right. It should have been a, you know, eight (laughs) years max. It's true. For assaulting a woman in broad daylight and robbing her and beating her about the head. Yeah, fuck that guy. All of these appeals are just like, oh, this was You said five! Mm -hmm. Ah! Yeah, bro. You got 15. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want 15. Don't, don't murder beat people. women. No. Yeah. Yeah. Super simple. Yep. Nearly a year and a half would pass as both sides prepared for trial. As the trial date grew closer, Amanda's family worried about a lengthy trial where the defense would try to paint Amanda in a negative light. They asked the prosecution to agree to a plea deal. If Schenfeld pleaded guilty, it would spare his life in exchange for life in prison without the possibility of parole. Mm-hmm. So Amanda's family's looking at this and they're thinking, do, do, do we, do we want to go through trial? Do we want right. to hear everything that sh- they no. dig up about her? No. Do we want to potentially let this guy off? Yep. And they said no, right? I would assume so. Right. On top of everything, they didn't think Amanda would want Schenfeld to be put to death. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Shenfield agreed to the plea deal, and on November 12th, 2008, he pleaded guilty to first-degree murder. Fuck. You. Bye. Yep. He received four life sentences without the possibility of parole. Yes, that feels good. That feels pretty good. That's Mm -hmm. a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Permanent time. Yep. In a statement to the press, her parents wrote, quote, Amanda left so much for us to hold on to until we see her again. We will not dignify or desecrate the wonderful memories we all possess by aligning ourselves with the hateful doctrine of death. Good. Don't. Nope. So, State Attorney Barry (laughs) Kishner. Kishner. I hate the guy. He retired in 2008 after it was clear he would not win re-election. So after all of this shit happened, and he did, I mean, people were pissed when Amanda died, and then they found out that, that he Shenfield, let him off. Yeah. Yeah. People were really, really, were really pissed, but it shouldn't take some sweet no. tiny baby to get murdered for this to be an outrage. Also, do you think he was a Kushner, but then he, like, <laughs> totally didn't want people, like, when Epstein stuff came out, it just got really complicated with Trump, because you know Trump's, like, right <laughs> up in there, too. He's like, no, no, I'm not a Kushner. I'm a Kisher. Kisher. <laughs> no. Well, it, the, so I was trying to find out what's what what's he doing? Like, where is he now? Yeah. And the strangest thing, even on the first page of a Google search, it is all right-wing conspiracy theories. And Barry yeah. is a Democrat. Just He happens to be a Democrat. Oh. Um, SeanHannity.com. I didn't know what I had clicked on. And I was like, I was reading this and I was like, this is all very strange. Yeah. And then I looked at the top, great big letters, it was all SeanHannity.com. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Probably not the most reliable source to be. Oh, reading. yeah. No, that's um, a good one for their fucking 
Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this monster who let him. And I was like, I, I mean, really, you guys? Yeah. You find the yes. one? I mean, not the one. There's oh, they're all in on like, it. Yeah, I'm not fucking under any pretense that Democrats are better than Republicans yeah, when it comes no, to no, being no, scumbags. No. They're just better at hiding it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, they love they love to dig up shit, and so it's all about. Oh, and and he's and he's Jewish, right? So right. you can imagine the nasty shit that comes out from the alt right. Uh huh. Anyway, that's a big um, payday for them. Yeah, right. So he uh, retired instead of being shunned for all the time enabling terrible people to do terrible things. In December of 2018, the Palm Beach, quote, Heroes of Jurisprudence dinner Mm -mm. paid tribute to this hero Mm -mm. by hosting a dinner in his honor. What? Who? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And there's, I couldn't find a whole lot of like, if he's been active or doing things after his retirement, he's, uh, he went to Australia on vacation. I read that. And then there was a lot of different political like newsletters and bar association stuff where he was endorsing other people oh to run. And they were like, we are so pleased to have what Barry Kisher's fucking. Oh my God. Okay. So, yeah. so he- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting, but it's also like, why do I care so much about my fucking reputation? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want that to be the bar, but it just make me think like, I am mortified when I let people down. Mortified. Yes. And this guy's just got so much fucking blood on his hands. And yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah. Yep. Let's have a dinner yeah, for him. It's just, just this part, this part of the game. Oh, my you God. Know, those unreliable witnesses who do drugs and stay out past curfew. <sighs> they had it coming. They were asking for it. Clearly. I don't. They shouldn't have been out doing bad things for it. Also, we shouldn't be talking about people's hemophilia. Right. Let that be the lesson. <laughs> lesson Let that left. be the lesson. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. yeah, he should be like Weinstein, fucking Kevin Costner. Nope. Sorry. Yes. Just I just me too. Costner accidentally. <gasps> oh no. Co- not Costner. Costner. Tom Hanks. Just I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like my nightmare that Tom Hanks gets me too. I know. Uh, I know yeah, the other yeah, one. He should totally. Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about extensively today. Anyway, I won't go down my Kevin Spacey hole, but yeah, yeah he should just be gone, 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 gone. No, yes. can't yes. do anything. Like, what do these guys even do? Get Postmates to their, I mean, I'm sure they're super fucking rich. I'm sure. Well, Weinstein's in prison, but what's Spacey do? Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it goes on and on. There's another article I read about how he, there's some sort of loophole in Florida where they can somehow technically retire but not yet and receive their state of course they can um what is it called pension their state well their pension but also their salary oh my god so they're receiving their salary he made one hundred fifty thousand dollars. yeah one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and somehow managed to get his pension which was another oh. four or five thousand dollars a my month god. on top of that all taxpayer money see you guys that's our we pay that money let's do something about yes. it that's yes. what's so crazy. We're like, well, I don't know. Yep. This is same with the yep. policemen, where Not they get they, they can get like a hundred and six mm-hmm. fucking pensions. All stack them all up. No, yep. no. no, we that's no. give it back. Our, you don't no. get it. Yep, you especially don't get it when you pull shit like this. I got a lot of work. To Would do. you let Epstein go? I mean, right? No, we just secretly yeah. kill him. Yep. 
Wow. So in an article, <laughs> I know, in an article written in 2012, it was said that there had been no communication. Sorry, we're done with Kisher, unless there's anything else you want to say. I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> Do I? I, I no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. So in an article written in 2012, it was said that there had been no communication between Jason Shenfield's parents and Amanda Buck and Amanda's mm-hmm. parents. The Shenfelds have never expressed remorse. Oh my God. When the reporter visited the Shenfeld home, remember where Amanda was murdered, uh-huh. Jason's mother answered a knock on the door. She said she no longer gets the paper, she doesn't watch the news, and regarding her son, she has nothing to say. Oh, good. Good. That's for the best. You, sh- mm-hmm. you should just you ignore just those nasty things. Yeah, it's just nasty. No. People are just nasty. Yep. How lucky for you that you get to stick your head in the sand and just pretend like it never happened. You, you, you should... Are- Go straight to the bad island where the bad people go for being yeah. bad parents and raising their right. shitty kids to be shitty, awful murderers and rapists. Yep. In 2007, Amanda's parents founded the Amanda J. Buckley Give a Smile to a Child Foundation. <sighs> According to their mission statement, their aim is to help children and families, quote, who find themselves in need due to tragedies and other circumstances beyond their control. The foundation will promote and participate in worthwhile endeavors that enhance the physical and mental well-being of children and families. Good. The foundation has volunteered and offered financial support to feed the homeless, clothe babies in need, help families pay for funeral expenses, provide scholarship funds to high school graduates in need, and has given to grade school programs as well. Wow. Yeah. It seems like a very robust foundation. Yes, that's amazing. At their website, you know, they're still active. Their biggest achievement was to build the Amanda Buckley Memorial Field of Dreams, which is a softball facility at Plant Drive Park in Palm Beach Gardens. Wow. This facility is used by Palm Beach Gardens High School, the Palm Beach Gardens Youth Athletic Association, various city recreation programs, and the Palm Beach Atlantic University to help with their programs as well. Good. Amanda's parents believe it's just what Amanda would have wanted them to do in her honor. That is so sweet. I know. They were talking about how they they go and watch the girls play, and they like to imagine it was Amanda playing or that she would be coaching. (laughs) It's going to make me cry. Oh, my God. It's so sad. God, that's so sad. It's so unfair. I know. And there's a wonderful article all about Amanda and her just how like it's i think it's titled life after amanda and her mom said that her for a long time her friends would come over and she would just give like if they if they picked up something of amanda's that they connected to she would just let them have it and how much joy it brought her to Mm -hmm. see the girls wearing her stuff or you know um and talking about how at first on the anniversary of her death there would be all of this outpouring on social media and just all of this yeah stuff happening for Amanda and how that over the years has dwindled and how the parents were saying, Amanda's parents were saying how they're so grateful that the girls are moving on and doing other things in their lives and how much joy it brings to see. I'm totally going to cry. Oh my God. Like how much joy they find watching these girls grow up and I just live their lives and have children and yeah. Fucking sucks. Sucks. That Yep. And another, just like, how how do these parents, these amazing people, they just are able to find joy in the darkest thing ever, you know? 
I don't, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Yep. I don't. So, that is Amanda Buckley's. Damn it. That is such, that one, I, (laughs) I don't know what to do with myself. I know. I just don't. What a perfect example of what the fuck is wrong with this system and this country and this world and people and. Yeah. It's just the perfect illustration, but also, oh, God, the poor thing. Her poor family. It's just so senseless. Every way you slice it. So fucking senseless. Just a spoiled kid who wanted to do this fucked up thing. And for his own, like, five seconds of whatever, you know? Yeah, right? No. Yep. He's just a shitty guy. When they decided... When the plea agreement, the plea deal was agreed upon, <laughs> the prosecutor was quoted saying something like, there isn't going to ever be a reason. Like, we're never going to know why he did this. It's because he's a full-on sociopath. Yes. Like, that's why he did this. Yes. And that will, that's it. We'll yeah. never know. Yeah. We'll never understand yes. how he could do this or why. Yeah. And uh, she is not wrong about that. I want to know if there's a specific designation that's just like just shitty like your personality disorder is just <laughs> shitty you know because yes. I, I wonder if he was born with a personality disorder or if he was just a spoiled fucking brat yeah, you know who had both. like dark tendencies yeah and yeah. you know maybe some weird genes in there and then you get these like coddling fucking excuse making parents and you just go for it you know, because you, we're kind of bored. You don't have anything better to do or whatever. Those are the worst ones for me. You know that. Yeah. I've made that abundantly clear. But, like, I'll take a traumatized fucking full-blown sociopath and narcissist any day. I can understand that. Like, that is right. beyond your control to a very, you know, great degree. There's nothing you can do about that. And so, when it's completely out of everyone's hands, I just have a little bit, I can wrap my mind around it. Because right. you just have this deep compulsion. But when those, the guy like him, there's just no excuse for that shit. No. I don't believe that you were traumatized. I don't believe that you, maybe you got your head bonked real hard when you were a kid. But, no, I just think you're shitty. Yeah. Diagnosis, shitty. 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 Mm -hmm. The shittiest. That's, yeah, he could have just taken a deep breath and, like, not killed her. You know? It's like, oh. Yeah, no, let her go home. Yeah. She didn't want to be in bed with him. Like, nope. I just, ugh. Yeah, bleh, yeah. Bleh, just don't do ugh. it. Just don't do it, guys. Just don't fucking Please. do it. It's very Please simple. don't do it. Yep. <sighs> so there you go. Good job. Good one. I, uh, it's very cold out, so the timing is not good for continuing to do these punch walks that I'm going to require <laughs> for the next week to mo- one month. No, no. But really good one, man. Thanks. Excellent. Yep. yep. And then suddenly we shift to <laughs> less awful things. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, names. Uh, I only have one today. I only have one this yeah, week. Yeah, let's do a name. It's a really good one. Bex Wine. Uh, Bex she was going to be in my shout out. She's <laughs> a new patron. I'll save it. I'll save it then. But. Beck's wine. I mean, amazing. Amazing. And you know that when she was, well, I guess there was like Franzia when we were little, but I'm imagining that her parents 
didn't think about box wine, but maybe they right. did. Maybe it's their favorite thing. Yes. That I would do that a hundred percent. Be like, you know, you can't just go on full like box wine. But what would be cute? Uh, Bex. Bex. Yes. Bex. Bex wine. is adorable. It is a. I'm, I'm saving it for the shout outs, but give give me one humongous break. Yeah. Seriously. Such a good name. <gasps> Speaking of which, though, we do have one more name. Um, let me pull it up really fast. Okay, let me shift up my butt to sleep. Oh. The origin of the name Elmo. One of our oh, listeners yeah. speeded home listening to our podcast. It's derivative of the name Erasmus, which is Italian. So, wow. I know. Erasmus. Where that, how that leap occurred is beyond me, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Eureka's Castle. For, that's right. That's her Instagram name. Their Instagram. I don't want th- this person's Instagram name. Elmo is the derivative of the name Erasmus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Eureka's Castle was like your new like exclamation. Eureka's okay, Castle. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, weird. Let's do it. <laughs> I had, that was a Eureka's Castle. Thank you, Eureka's <laughs> Castle, for the Eureka's Castle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a castle full of eurekas man i never would have come up with that i mean because i guess you don't call if your name is erasmus you're not mus or ras you're <laughs> <Right>. elmo <laughs> yeah. why not why not so why thank not? thank you very much yeah always love the names yes should we do a quick promo yes who do we have you this week like we are going to do a promo for Experience, a career story podcast. They're two BFFs, Claire and Chels, also listeners of our podcast. Yes, love you Hey, more. yeah, really funny, good stories. It's, I think they, they will probably tell you here in their own words in a minute. They describe themselves as older millennials who have had all the jobs in the world and owners of businesses and have been fired from stuff and all of it brilliant great premise yeah man uh so take a listen hey you are you an old millennial have you been working for a long time are you tired like not like just from the day but like really tired of working we've got a show for you come here i'm claire and i'm chels and this is experience a career stories podcast we're just a couple of old millennials but We've been small business consultants for years, and to get that job, you know some things have gone very well, and very, very wrong. We talk about all sorts of work and experience-related stories, starting with our own strange and varied resumes. Did you know Claire has owned a coffee shop, a bakery, and a bar all before she was 30? And did you know Chelsea was a rodeo queen, a former mall cop, and a physicist? How do these things even go together? How do they come to be? We've been hired... And fired. We've been successful. And we've biffed it hard. We cuss. We cry. And above all, we're we're honest. honest. Join us for our audible cover letters. Our amazing guests. Your own amazing stories. And our unexpected career experiences as we continue to build our careers in real time with Experience, a career stories podcast. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other streaming services. All right. We got before. Go ahead. Well, before we do shout outs, I was on Reddit today. Yeah. And (laughs) a little story popped up and I just want to tell you about it because I thought it was so funny and strange. I love Reddit so much that I thought, well, everybody wants to know about this. So this is on the unsolved 
Mysteries subreddit mm-hmm. posted by Bunny Strawberry. Adorable. Adorable. And the title is Who Laced the Food on the Set of the Titanic Film? Laced it? Who Laced the Food on the Set of the Titanic Film? Okay. So I guess during a catered lunch during the filming of Titanic, uh-huh. between 60 and 80 cast and crew members had clam chowder for lunch. Uh huh. The food was brought by a catering company, and at first it all seemed fine. Uh, but within 15 minutes, things started to go terribly wrong. <gasps> was it laced with acid? <laughs> the crew was transported from the set to an area hospital for treatment. Uh-huh. They thought they had food poisoning. When they turned up at the hospital, it became clear that it wasn't food poisoning. Acid is a good guess. Do you have another guess? Visine. Not visine. Um, saltpeter. No. no. I guess that makes your penis not work. <laughs> <laughs> They're like weird. We got to go to the hospital right now. <laughs> Wait, does your dick work right now? <laughs> no. no, man. I thought it was just me. Oh, oh. call nine one one. No, their food food had been laced with PCP. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put what? PCP in their food. What? Yeah, the set of the Titanic. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, how have we never heard of this? How have we never heard this? Wow. Did Kate and fucking Leo get PCP? I don't know. I don't think so, but I I don't know. I didn't, honestly, this is about as far as into it as I went. I have virtual kindergarten does not allow for me to read a lot about PCP and Titanic, but. That's incredible. What a nightmare. They don't don't know who did it. They think that it might have been a disgruntled (laughs) food service worker. Yeah. Uh, But the catering company was like, no way. They also think it could have been an angry crew member. Yeah. Uh, James Cameron was a total dickhead, you know, like a tyrant. Yeah. So maybe it was somebody getting back at him. And he's the one who was the DJ or like the Rolling Stone reporter, right? When he was a kid. Oh, I don't know. Is that James Cameron? He's the one that. Cameron Crowe. Yeah, I was like, because I was like, wait, Cameron Crowe, I think he's really nice. I don't know. But I was like, oh, he would have like. Yeah. Drug hookups. No, he did like aliens and... Right, right, right. Yeah. Duh, of course. Whatever. Um, wow. Yeah, so the police never found a culprit and they couldn't find any evidence to <laughs> point them in any way. No one was seriously harmed and the filming continued the following day. <laughs> How terrifying! What is like, oh a my very God. mean thing to do to somebody? I've got a very mean Bust thing. this wall down. I just broke my leg and I continue to run. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I mean, maybe they should have just run with it and like see what happens. Titanic. Oh, yeah. On, P- on PCP. Look, as somebody who's been in production for 11 years, I think you could get a lot yeah, done on they'd PCP. they'd just be holding the hole of the Titanic closed themselves. <laughs> Maybe I should, maybe that's why, maybe it was me, it yeah. was a producer, because as a producer, you just stand around and you yeah. watch everything take for fucking ever, for any of you who have not ever worked on a video or film set, and shit is so tedious, yep. so tedious. I'm saying, yeah, like a, I know, I don't know. <laughs> I agree you watch with you. a one minute video, and it legitimately takes about 10 to 14 hours to make a one minute fucking mm, video. I'd rather die. It's the craziest thing that I just, I still been doing it for 11 years and I still, maybe even 12, I don't know, a long fucking time. And I'm still just like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, really? So 
<laughs> somebody's going like, how could I speed up this process? Or like at a date, you know? Right. So they're, they're like, who I can uh, give them literal speed. <laughs> yes. Like, like words. They're like just yeah. trying to get everybody Adderall, some kind of liquid Adderall. Like, no, like, don't they didn't have, have any. Like, I got PCP. What does that, does that make you? Like, yeah, it makes you pretty aggressive. Like, yeah. Really, really aggressive. <laughs> Sounds great. Probably the same Let's thing. Do it. But where do you have enough PCP that you can lace the clam chowder? I mean, it's just like, it's very strange. So, so many unanswered questions. So it's something to chew on. A little palate cleanser. <laughs> oh, God, I just got shivers thinking about if it was acid. I just don't do well with psychedelics no. at all. Even like the t- smallest amount of weed <clears throat> sends me to the bad place. I just, I mean, I don't think PCP doesn't make you hallucinate, right? It's just like really intense. I don't think so. I, I don't, don't think so either. Yeah. Anyway, just any kind of being on drugs without <laughs> consent. No, yeah, no, no, no. Not okay. No, even cool ones. No. Yeah, nope. Yeah. So you want to do some shout outs? Yes, I live for it. Speaking of cool ones. I listen, live for it. Sorry, drugs aren't cool. Drugs aren't cool, guys. But some of them feel good. But they're not cool. Don't do them. Don't do them. Um, Okay. So we have a handful of patrons to talk about today. (laughs) Great. I I can't wait to find Uh, out who. So thank you so much to Inku M. Love that name. That is... Yeah, man. A, I I don't even... I want it. I want that name. Yes. I want it for myself, okay. for my pets, for my... Maybe they will share with you. Fake children, for your children. It's yeah. a real... Inku. Inku. Inku? K? Uh, uh, I-N-N-K-U. Oh, God. Two N's? Get out. Uh, mm-hmm. Moving on. Mm-hmm. I can't stand yes. it. It's too good. I know. Uh, thank you so much to Kimberly E. I I think her last name is Eck. Definitely. And my mentor in my early 20s name was Kimberly. And so it's one of my all-time favorite names because that woman was like a psychic fucking business boss bitch, which I hate mm-hmm. that term, but she is and was that mm-hmm. and changed my life completely. So thank you, Kimberly. Yep. Uh, thank you so much to Bex Wine. Yeah. Also, what is that short for? If maybe nothing, it's perfect. It doesn't need to be short for something. But is it short for something? Because I can't imagine the magic little fucking, like, an orchestra of a name that the name Bex would get extracted from. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yes. It's amazing. amazing. It's not like be, be a... I know. There's Bex. Beatrix. Beatrix. Bex. No. Beelza Bex. No. Yeah. Tell us. Bex, tell us. Amazing. So good. Yep. Uh, thank you so much to Sarah Turtle Queen S. <laughs> Just come on. I know. Also, I really, <laughs> really, really love frogs and turtles. I really love frogs and turtles. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about I them know. lately. I was thinking about how she put her name as Sarah Turtle Queen and poor Amanda taking the turtle out of the road. Oh, also, no. I saw a very long story, very short. I was set up to meet my wife. We met in New York City. And when I was living in Portland, she was living in Chicago. And um, the night before we were like setting up this meeting in this fucking faraway city, I had a dream that we're standing by the side of a road in a desert. And we're just like hanging out and talking. And it was one of those dreams where you're, it's like, it's you're in another dimension, you know, like it was so Mm -hmm. real. And 
we're just like talking and sort of touching hands. You know, it's just like very mm-hmm. um, tactile and amazing feeling. And and we, I turned and we were kind of down by the side of a road. So the road was up above us and it was like the cut, you know, on the side, the cliff mm-hmm. dropping down. And I look over and there was a baby lizard and a baby turtle. And so no. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I woke up out of that dream and I was like, I think she's my soulmate. And she was. Yeah. So I love that story. No. Thanks, Turtle Queen. They knew. Turtle Queen always knows. <laughs> she does. <laughs> oh, Anyone else? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, man. Thank you so much to Beth B. Beth B. Woo. Beth. B- Bodacious. Yeah. <laughs> Beth Bodacious. <laughs> always. Yeah. And last but not least, thank you so much to Trina Bird. Uh, you guys i hope she doesn't mind i think you're making names up i think you're just making Uh, them up for us do that too i would be that would be okay but i don't think so i think that they are all legitimate maybe not turtle queen but maybe maybe please tell me that that's your full name um but yeah i would love that thanks for give us real names give us your made-up names i love them (sighs) so much good job guys good job being perfect yep Thank you so much for your support. Join us over on Patreon. Yep. Ooh, oh, we have a new option. Uh, if you want to do, if you want to sign up annually, yep. you can do that now and you get 10% off the price. Do it. It's basically nothing. Right. I, I can't and do I mean, math, really. but it's not very much money, right? It's like $36 yeah, it's like less... times 10% off. Very, yeah. do it. It's not... Do it. You won't regret it. You, <laughs> you might. might you might. That's okay. Yeah. We're, it can, can, can get weird over there. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's not a contract for the rest of your life. Just for a year. Or is it? I, it pretty much is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have. That's on. That's enough. That is enough. Let's let pe- the people get on their punch walks and their yeah. rage vomits. Yes. <laughs> and um, if you want to not think about horrible things like how the system is designed to let perpetrators walk free and kill mm-hmm. teenage girls you can find us on instagram <laughs> twitter and facebook at they will kill you can go to our website they will and you can always email us at they will kill podcast at gmail.com rate review subscribe please yes please it's been pretty quiet the reviews I've been pretty quiet, you guys. You still so. put out a mandate. People are too intimidated, but I still I know. Need. They're like, don't even know what they're talking about. Mommies? <laughs> Mommies? Mark. Cupcake with a K. I need mm-hmm. like four or five more. Four, I think. Nope. Four more reviews that are subject cupcake with a K and then just yep. let it rip. Please. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you, AJ Bergans, for our music. Thank you so much, you gentle soul. Yep. Uh, and remember, um, oh, I had a good one earlier and now I'm completely spacing it. Oh, I know what it is. You know what? Don't wait. For, don't wait for someone to give you permission to do the shit that you want to do in your life. Mm-hmm. I realized that what a year ago, maybe two years ago, definitely within the last 48 months, 24 months, 24 months. <laughs> See, I can't do math. And it is a life motherfucking changing thing to tell yourself. Nobody's going to give you permission to be happy. No one's going to give you permission to be 
creative or imperfect or anything. I was just kind of waiting around for somebody to be like, come with me. We'll go do the, no, just do it your fucking self in a Mm -hmm. good way. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do whatever you fucking want. Start a podcast, get your real estate license, (laughs) buy a house, start to weave. I'm actually thinking about starting to weave. I was looking at YouTube (laughs) videos of it for a long time last night. Just do all the, everything that you want to do. Do it. it. Doesn't work. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Do you know what? No one's going to fucking die if you're not good at weaving. Well, I mean, if you aren't good at weaving, I might get stuck in it. What if I make a, (laughs) like, halfway through a wall hanging, and you get trapped in it, and you get tangled up, and you panic, and you... (laughs) Gets tightened up more. Ugh. So... Anyway, Somebody might die if you're bad at weaving, but it's worth taking the chance, because you know what? (laughs) If I died of getting caught in somebody's fucking wall hanging project i would be so pretty cool with that that's yeah. hilarious that's a hilarious way to die so so there you go just go for it do it if you're thinking about doing something you should do it you yes. should a hundred percent do it the yep. universe rewards bravery bravery go <laughs> do it <laughs> Uh, we love you guys. Thank we love you, you so guys. much for listening. Thank you. We love you. Have a good, good. Day. Have a good day. Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.